for every American. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, so it's uh, 7.08 now, KTSA. It's Trey Ware and Sean Rima. Every day it's 7 to 9 at this time. Good morning, Monsieur Rima. Good morning, Mr. Ware. Anything to talk about today? Nope. So we're going to have to fill and stretch. And... Yep. <laughs> so give us a call with your favorite fajita recipe right now. And what do you do? How yeah. do you rub your barbecue? We want to know that. <laughs> How do you rub your brisket? Your pork roast. Because there's just nothing else going on, man. There's just nothing else going on. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> so I got a, I got a question for you. You're yeah. a police officer waking up in a USA town, USA, this morning. Okay. Um, do you do anything differently? Do you have any different thoughts about what you're doing? Knowing, knowing that we've also got the thing here in Ohio today where right. media yeah. is trying to make this a murder case where she clearly had a knife in her hand. Clearly. I mean, there's the knife. Everybody this can the, see it. The teenage girls, right. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, so what? How, you wake up and you're a cop today. Is anything different? Do you do anything different personally? I, I think they've probably had an issue second-guessing themselves for a while now. I think yesterday sort of probably intensified that. I mean, it's got to have an effect on law enforcement. It has to have an effect on law enforcement, especially if you're a white cop interacting with a black person. We'll just come right out and say it. You know, it's, no, it's true. You know, I mean, if, you're, if, if you're a white guy, because skin color, what do I say? Skin color determines everything right now. Correct. Skin color determines, you know, and I hate to say it, but uh, had George Floyd been a white guy and the cop had been black, uh, you know, would this would it have become what it, what it became? which is really a social phenomenon with people in the streets tearing the crap out of neighborhoods and all the stuff that's gone on over the past year skin color determines everything if you're i mean i'm not saying that they would intentionally do this but it's got to be in the back of their minds that if you're a white cop interacting with a black person well you're in a whole different situation because skin color determines everything well, and, hey, look, man, you're not you're not out of line because I've been saying that all morning. The call reactions, the call interactions, and all that I think are going to be different. I, I I think if you're a kiddo and you're you're thinking about a career in law enforcement, you're probably you know mom and dad right now are probably talking to you that hey you know there's other stuff you can do you know you don't have to dig ditches and you certainly don't have to be this. But you know I I have a list of things that I I made yesterday after listening to all these experts and I'm not an expert you know and we're not going to try to play experts but I I wrote down a list like venue and jury ID they they put out in the newspaper uh, they didn't name the jury uh, two days before the the verdict but they put out biographical information and their addresses in the newspaper up there so easy to find out who the jurors were the sequester non-sequester if you will the maxine waters comment the joe biden comment all those things were brought up yesterday as uh things that would lend easily to number one a mistrial number two an appeal but you don't see the ACLU screaming for a mistrial, right? You don't well, see yeah. Morning Joe screaming for that. And the reason for that is race determines everything. He's a white yeah. cop. And that's he's why they're not cop, out there screaming. You know, and he's going away. Justice has been served, you know. Correct. But, but it's not over. What's, that, that's all we heard last night and evening, evening into the nighttime when the, the folks were still in, in the streets and people were making their comments is that, well, yes, justice was served, but it's not over, man. You know, it's not over. So, you know, I, yeah, I must, I have no idea what it must be like, be like to be a Caucasian cop in, in America right now. And recruitment is down. You know that. There are people also getting out. They're retiring early. You know, and you can't blame them. You can't blame them at all. I mean, I, I, I thought, honestly, the, the manslaughter charge was the most appropriate one. I'm not an expert either. You know, as I said on my video, I watch a lot of Perry Mason. That's about it, you know, but, just looking at the definitions of what in that state they consider murder two, murder one, uh, manslaughter, you know, I, I still, I don't think he intended, not that intention really kind of plays into that charge of the murder two, uh, because it's unintentional, but he certainly, when he showed up on the scene, didn't say, I'm going to kill George Floyd today. You know, did it go too far? Do I think he's innocent? No. You know, we all said the same thing when this thing began. We all saw the videos. And, oh, man, we were all damn. unified. You know, we were you know, all yeah. unified. But, you know, at the same time, I, I don't think it was murder. I don't think it was homicide. 
when you take all those factors into it. So, you know, I, did the mob play an influence? I, I would say, yeah. Of course, is that, yeah. Uh, is that grounds Candace for appeal? Said that. Yeah. Is he going to get it? No. <laughs> Candace Owens said what you saw was, was mob justice. And I, I, I you know, I, I feel the same way. When I watched, we, we all talked about it, Sean. You remember when that video came out, we were yeah. all saying, oh, my God, how horrible, well, yeah. how disgusting that is. Had he, you know, got him cuffed and got him down, and we don't need to retry the case because it's no, over, but, but ha- had he gotten up, had he not stayed on him, had he cuffed him, got him down on the ground, and then got up, you'd be talking a different story right now. Even even if it was a heart attack, even if the result would have been the same, like he would have died from heart attack, from fentanyl poisoning or whatever that the defense claimed, had Derek Chauvin just gotten up, prior to George Floyd going out, and even if George Floyd still died, you'd be talking a different world. You'd be talking about well, a different story here. Totally we different. We would, and, and, and imagery is everything as well. I mean, this is a, you know, this is it's a, visual, it's a visual culture we're in. And we learned from all the Rodney things. King case that, you know, one bit of video doesn't tell you the entire story. Even that nine minutes doesn't tell you the entire story of what happened between Derek Chauvin and George Floyd on that day. Uh, you know, so I, I, we all saw it, but at the same time, there were other circumstances involved. I just don't think it ever mattered. And I, I think the way, uh, the closer we got to this thing, uh, do I think the jur- the jury obviously had seen the video before they were called to jury duty. They certainly must have seen it. Um, whether they followed the instructions and didn't watch the news or what have you while they were, you know, while the, while co- court was, uh, while the trial was underway, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, the, the, the idea that these are folks from that neighborhood and the streets are filled with people who are willing to slash and burn uh, if they don't get what they want, I, I just can't believe it didn't play some factor in this. Of course it Because to me, to me, I kind of agree with Tucker Carlson. I, and I said this right after the verdict to my wife. I said, well, that was the safest way to go. Found him guilty on all three, you know. <laughs> the the top charge would, you know, probably be the easier one to get overturned on appeal if you can, you know, bring in mitigating st- uh, circumstances beyond manslaughter, which I think probably would have been more difficult to get overturned on appeal. So now we have the safest the, thing to do. Now we have the um, Democrats who always look for, you know, the crisis and let's maximize the crisis and let's build on death, destruction and the misery of people. And so now they're pushing this George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. Uh, The president basically saying yesterday afternoon that we're all a bunch of racists in this country, systemic (laughs) racism everywhere. That is, by the way, CRT. That's what's being taught in schools, that if you're white, you're a racist just the virtue that the fact that you are white, you're a racist. You come out a racist. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you believe. Doesn't matter what you say. If your skin is white, you're a racist. Uh, obviously, the people who are behind Biden, Barack Obama, he's been pushing that for years, and that's what was written on the teleprompter for Joe Biden yesterday, and that's what he slurred his way <laughs> through yesterday afternoon. And so now we have another issue here that we're going to have to deal with, and this is one of the most terrifying changes that the Democrats are trying to bring to America, and that is a national police force. It could still be, you know, the people here locally, but having to answer to a national laws and restrictions and regulations that are going to put on them effectively nationalizes, politicizes, uh, and arms the police against all of their enemies, right? It politicizes the police, who then can be used, like Barack used the IRS against conservatives, Uh, can then use the police against their political enemies. That's why we have never allowed a federal national police force in America like Hitler had in the 1930s. They were politicized, and what they did was they went from house to house and they attacked the the, the opposition to the Führer. And that's what they're talking about doing here with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. The ultimate end of that would be the federalization of our police. And, guys, i got to tell you, it's a bad, bad, bad idea. You don't want to go there. Yeah, you, you don't, because they could basically redefine you know, the, the rules of engagement for their own purposes. Uh, at the federal level. So you're right. They can target people. And look, you, you, we always say, look at what a person does. Okay, Bar- As you mentioned, Barack Obama already used a, a department of the government 
uh, an agency of the government to, to target people, and that was the IRS. Uh, Joe Biden did the same thing uh, when he got into office. He started uh, uh, signing executive actions, I believe, uh, giving more money to the IRS for uh, for you know the agents and more agents on the ground to go after people. So th- they're capable of doing it. They're capable of 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 using something like a federal police uh, force to go after people politically because they've already done it. You're right; they've done it in the past. So yeah, it's it's a lousy idea, and it's probably going to happen. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and and here's here's why it's particularly a really bad idea right now. And I'm looking at at Bill McManus on TV. Oh, yeah. Right now, you have some some accountability as long as the police remain in local control. You can appeal to your council person and your mayor. And your city manager, if you've got a problem, you can go straight to them. It can be brought up. Then they decide whether or not the chief returns, whether or not the department stays as is, so on, right? However, if it's centralized in Washington, D.C., who do you appeal to then? Who do you go to then? Nobody. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Nobody. They answer to one person or they answer to the cabal, but they answer to what happens in Washington, D.C. So Barack or whoever is running the show, really, in reality, gives them their literal marching orders. And, guys, man, that fundamentally changes the United States. Oh, I think that's what Barack said he was going to do, fundamentally change the United States. (laughs) Yeah, he's about it. (laughs) Yep. Quick break. More Warren Rima on the other side here on KTSA. Spawn Law, S-P-A-H-N, Spawn Law, and Matt Spawn will put together an estate plan that works for you and your family. I don't know if you've ever been around a family that has had issues upon the death of a loved one and they leave their stuff in a simple will or a cocktail napkin or whatever, you know. And the next thing you know, you got family members fighting over this, that. No, mom said I could have that. No, dad said I could have that. No, he said I could do this and have that and blah, blah, blah. And everybody gets into a fight. And they're all drawn in, and they don't talk. Then it's over, right? They don't talk. And then, you know what happens? A judge, a judge comes in, called probate court, and a judge goes, you get this, you get that, you get this, that, and the other. And nobody's happy. Then nobody talks, and Christmas is awful. (laughs) Right? At that point, Christmas is awful. You can avoid all that. Your family can avoid all that. Just sit down with Matt Spawn at the Spawn Law Firm. He'll put together an estate plan through a trust that will work fantastically well for your family. So that upon your death, people get what you got, what you said they're going to get, and that's it. And nobody can challenge it. Nobody can be upset. It's all there in writing with an estate plan from Matt Spawn. How do I know? Well, Nancy and I did it years ago, and it was a great, great decision. Matt Spawn, Spawn Law, 210-880-4012. Well, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve, and you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active retired service member. Head on over to KTSA.com, and you can enter right now. It's presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. AccuWeather forecast, as advertised yesterday, we got to co front hit last night and it just went down as the time went on so it's pretty chilly morning this morning and uh, actually up in the hill country you know there's some temperatures that are way down in the bottom 40s what's it going to do well today's going to be breezy and cool about 72 tomorrow cloudy 69 friday rain and strong storms are possible with a high near 85 or so on friday but the weekend man i'm telling you i hope you can be outside this weekend doing something mid 80s upper 80s lots of sales at exergen.com san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 seems like it took a unique and extraordinary convergence of factors a brave young woman with a smartphone camera a crowd that was traumatized let me uh, bring something up here Sean, real fast, Chris Maru is a former uh, TV anchor here. He's very well-known, very well-loved in this community. And he left, retired, and went on and became an attorney, went to St. Mary's School of Law, aced all that. He's a brilliant guy. And I think he's living in New Mexico now. Anyway, from his Facebook page, he said what he's certain of, he doesn't know. He said, I don't know whether Derek Chauvin is actually guilty of the death of George Floyd. He could be. What I'm certain of is Chauvin didn't get a fair trial. He said, in theory, everyone in the court or the country is supposed to receive a fair trial as part of the due process. And, you know, Chris would know, being an attorney and all that kind of stuff. But here's where Chauvin's went off the, the rail. Number one, uh, jury intimidation. Members of the jury were way, made aware. They knew what was going on, what would follow. You know, pig's blood 
and a pig's head poured on the entrance of a former uh, guy, uh, a former house of a guy who was a defense witness there. So, right. and, and the jury knew that. But then you had more jury intimidation, where Maxine Waters went to Minnesota and was screamed all the stuff that we heard about. Hugely irresponsible and uh, about right for Democrats right now. Number three, no change of venue. That's a big issue right there. The judge in the case must have been intimidated, too, because he lives there. They live there. The the jury lives there. They had to go home to their homes and their businesses and their businesses where their family works and so on. They have kids and everything else. Number four, improper verdict. Derek Chauvin may have been guilty of second-degree murder and the death of George Floyd. He may have been guilty of third-degree murder, or he may have been guilty of manslaughter, but he wasn't guilty of all three. <laughs> you know, Chris right. says there's no way. I've never, I've never seen a case ever where a person was found guilty of three counts of murder when only one person was killed. That's a really great point. You know, I didn't hear that discussion yesterday. And he said finding Chauvin guilty of all three shows the jury was in a panic over what the mob might do. Uh, that Minnesota's criminal code 609035, if a person's conduct constitutes more than one offense under the laws of the state, the person may be punished for only one of the offenses. But they mm. basically what Tucker said last night, please don't hurt us. That's what the jury I, was saying. That's what that the jury was saying. That was my sense. Saying. That's what I said in my video. I said that was the safest don't way to go. Us. Don't, don't hurt, hurt us. us. Find him guilty in all three. You know, and I, and I, I, I think that, don't that's true. Don't burn anything. True. Don't attack well, think, anybody. I you think know. that's I think that's true not only of the jury but of the country as a whole right now. You know, I think we're all in a, that 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 psychology is out there that if you go against this group, if you go against these folks, these people whether they're they're politicians or they're people on the street, bad stuff is going to happen. Uh that's why you see major corporations uh you know uh, uh coming up with quotas for their employees and saying they're not going to go to Georgia because that's going to upset BLM. Everybody's in that please don't hurt me stage. And certainly the jury must have been intimidated. I, I think he's of got course. a hell of a case for appeal. The judge said so. Gail said so yesterday that you have a case for appeal. And he does. Not that he'll, he'll win. Because I think this guy's just done. I think he's, what, what, now, the, the mob now, decided now, he's guilty and he's got to spend the rest of his life in jail, and that's what he's going to do. That's right. So, so what do you think the narrative would be on Morning Joe and CNN and everything this morning if we weren't talking about a white cop? As you've said, I've said it, race determines everything. You know exactly what Joe Scarborough would be saying right now. You know exactly what they'd be saying on CNN. You know what the ACLU would be saying. Well, that was an unfair trial. It, it, what, they're, what they are saying this morning is that was great. Justice was served. It happened the way uh, it was yeah. supposed to happen. The verdict was correct. You know, all those things is what they're saying. But if it, if we weren't talking about a white cop, then they would be saying, "Well, that was a terrible trial. You know, there was no change of venue. They should have changed right. the venue. They didn't sequester the jury. The jury was intimidated. Maxine Waters went there, or, or maybe they would say a Republican, a Republican <laughs> congressman went there and intimidated them. You know what they would be saying? So, well, you know, the hypocrisy runs far and wide. And yes, the mob, not meaning the guys in New York, the mob, meaning uh, nationwide, influenced the outcome of this trial. I don't see the, how you the, see it any other way." The mob now has an influence in the justice system. They Correct. have it. There's going to be another case. You know, yep. I don't know how long you it'll bet. take for another case to happen. Uh, so, you know, two things are true. Skin color determines everything, and the truth doesn't matter anymore. That is precisely where America is right now. Uh, and it's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> it's a damn dangerous place to be. Particularly since they have already, through this decision and their actions, they've already intimidated cops. Oh, yeah. So you're very. I had this discussion before you came on with the uh, with uh, John Hayward. Uh, you know, America and, and and just average citizens, you know, in America are very vulnerable right now. Very vulnerable because police protection is not going to be what it what it always has been. Right. And you know, anything that goes on in a courtroom or anywhere else, the mob kind of rules the stuff. They have a huge influence in the decisions that are made. Huge. And they, and they have a huge uh, advantage over law enforcement. Uh, right. And that blue line is gone. You see in Portland, uh, one of these Antifa pukes went up and just oh, punched a cop God. right in the face. Yes. You know oh what I mean? God. That's I mean, that's where we are. 
So good luck with that. <laughs> you know, I, and I get so, and we, I, we're out of time, but I mean, I get so tired of the systemic racist crap. I, I get so tired of hearing the system itself. I, I get tired of people who run the system telling me the system is, is racist. Well, hang on to that, and we'll do it in the next half hour, okay? Let's go okay. right back to that when we come back. All right, bottom of the hour news coming up. I want to tell you about our friends at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. At Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, you get the best service. You know, they're still out there taking care of people from the freeze. What was that, 10 weeks ago, something like that? But they're doing it, man. They're taking care of people left and right and making sure that you have what you need when it comes to your plumbing, to your heat, and your AC. Now, here's the deal. Right now, you're going to get incredible uh, uh, financing arrangements on a whole new AC system for your home. The financing that they have available right now, and it just depends. I can't go through each of them because they're different per unit, per name, brand, and all that. But just, man, check it out because... Right now, if you need to finance a new AC unit for your home, the financing that they have available at Quarter Moon just blows everything else away. They don't do the gimmicky type stuff, none of that. They just have great financing right now because now is the best time to have it taken to your home, installed in your home, so when it gets super-duper hot, you're ready to go and you're all set. Quarter Moon does it all for you. The one thing they'll never do, if they, if you call a plumber, you're going to get a plumber. If you call an AC tech, you're going to get an AC tech, not a commissioned salesperson. All right? That's Quarter Moon. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC at 210-651-47. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. This bill would hold law enforcement accountable and help build trust between law enforcement and our communities. Guys, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not let them centralize local law enforcement in D.C. It's a really terrible idea. You will not be safe. You will not be safe if they do. Um, Before the break, uh, talking about CRT, basically talking about the systemic racism. Chris, do you have the bit from Joe Biden saying that, you know, the systemic racism and the knee on the neck? Do you have that where we can play that? You know, we won't do it now, Sean, but after a while, we'll talk a little bit about he and Nancy and their slurring of their words. (laughs) I do want to point it out because it's getting worse day by day. It really is getting worse day by day. He's on some pants of some kind. Yeah, he he has to be, and she. You know, the rumors in in D.C. have gone around for years, like like John Boehner, that she enjoys vodka and gin, and and I don't know. I'm not saying that she's right. drunk, but she's slurring her words. So, anyway, let's let's play this part, and you'll hear him slurring his words. But I want you to cut through that and listen to what he's saying. Go right ahead, Chris. The murder of George Floyd launched a summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the '60s. Protests that unified people of every race and generation in peace and with purpose to say enough, enough, enough of this senseless killings. Okay, now, but he said it before. He said, you know, we're systemically racist, systemically racism in America and all. He said that before. It's not true that the riots unified America. We were unified until the riots began. We were unified over either. the video. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I think I think you made a good point before the break, and that was the people who run the country say we're systemically racist. Well, how, yeah, do something that, about it. That was my reaction. It's like, dude, you are the system. You right. and Kamala are the system. You're at the top of the food chain of the system. That you are saying somehow beyond you is systemically racist. You know, it's like I used to say about Barack Obama. Obama would make the same claim, and or, you know, and especially when Trump got and into office, he did office yesterday. And he kept, yeah, and they, yeah, he did. And it's like, so what? Did did the systemic racism go away for eight years while uh, Obama was president, and then come roaring back on Donald Trump's shoulders? You know, none of it makes sense. The system isn't racist. People are racist. All right. If the system were racist, Barack Obama never would have been president. Kamala Harris would never be vice president. Uh, any other prominent African-American politician, congressman, senator wouldn't be there. You know, it's a ridiculous claim, but it's, it's one of those claims that you know, people don't think about anymore. It's just a foregone conclusion. We got the president saying it. And it doesn't make any stinking sense. It really, really does, doesn't make any stinking sense at all. Logical sense. 
but logic doesn't matter anymore. Because now, because that's all you heard yesterday after the uh, after the verdict came out. Okay, well we got some justice, but now we have to go to the next level. The president said it. You know, now Kamala Harris said it. You know, now we got to start working on this systemic racism and blah blah blah. And my question is always, how? What are you going to do? What do you want us to do? What What's this next step in fighting the systemic racist racism? Are we going to take? Because I don't even know what you're talking about as far as what the solution is. Well, reparations, reparations. more than likely. Yeah. But it's just it, it, what I can't stand is bullcrap. And I can't stand when stuff doesn't make any sense, and yet people just act like it does because it satisfies their ego or they're afraid or what have you. Because right now it's either an ego trip or you're afraid, in my opinion. And uh, the systemic racism thing doesn't make any sense, especially when the guy who runs the system is telling you that. How well, did you, you know, how did all you guys allow this to happen? You're part of the system. <laughs> and, and he has been for 50 years. But the yeah. thing about Joe Biden is we know that he's a racist. He has all kinds, you can make, you can go back and you can research him. You can research <laughs> yeah. his actions and his words. The people that he has supported from the KKK, meaning Byrd and, and people, Senator Byrd and people Robert like that, Byrd, yeah. that, Robert Byrd, that he has loved forever. The things that he has said uh, and how he has said them. Joe Biden's a racist, okay? Clear and simple. Joe Joe Biden's a racist. Yeah. Old school Delaware the system racist. Is, right. The, school, the system is not racist. And we are not fighting each other in this country. Now, they want us to. And I refuse to participate in that fight. I refuse to fight anybody based on their skin color alone. I'll argue politics and ideals with you all day. All day. But I'm not going to argue over your skin color. Because I love you no matter what your skin color is. I may not like your ideas. I may not like your politics. But I'm not going to fight you over your skin color. That's just stupid. And But they're trying to get us to do that. They're attempting to get us to do that. So what they're doing... They're making victims, right? They're telling people you're a victim. You're a victim. You're a victim. You need reparations. You need, and this is what's coming, too, from these corporations that have bought off on this and that are all woke. You need corporate reparations. Like, you need to pay half price to the white people when you go buy your airplane ticket. You need to pay half price when you go get your hamburger than, than a white person does. And that's coming. That will be a part of this. Because victims need a savior. And the Democrat Party, their mantra has always been, we're your save, savior. But let me just point out a couple of things. You mentioned Barack Obama. Let me bring it to the street level. Let me bring it to my street where I live, okay? When I see my neighbors who I, I, I live in a, in a neighborhood that's a mixed neighborhood, we have several uh, black families that live in this neighborhood that if the system is racist against them, then then I want some of that system. Like the guy lives right there, or I'm looking right. at his house. Right. He makes huge money. He owns several companies. He drives a big Range Rover and a Lexus and a black vet that are all maxed out. I mean, you couldn't put any more on these vehicles if you wanted to. They live really nicely. Everything's paid off. They go on really nice vacations and whatever. And right around the corner, we got a doctor whose house is probably, well, last time we checked, it was two and a half times the value of what my house is and this guy is whoo man he's doing great <laughs> right. so you, it's it's hard for me to see the people that i interact with that i love with all my heart my neighbors and and friends and stuff and say the system is racist oh my right. god there's no way it's racist it, it, racism is just and i've said this before too it's just stupid it's a stupid idea I don't think about it because it's a moronic thing to believe that skin color determines anything. I don't care if you're talking about a black guy or a white guy or a brown guy or whatever. It's a ridiculous idea. And so it just doesn't even really come into my head in that way. Creating but, victims. But, 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 victims. Well, you're either a victim or you're a perp in America right now. You're only one of the two. You're, you're not, uh, there's no in-between. There's no bystanders. You're either a victim or a perpetrator, uh, and, and that's the dynamic in which we live. And if you got white skin, guess which side of that equation you're on. So, you know, uh, skin color is determining everything. Uh, I, I just I can't stand the way people just accept the systemic racist crap and don't question it, don't think about it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, the Democrats are also terrified because they lost a lot of African Americans and Latinos to Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, that was the first time, to get first time in recent memory where they, you know, that rattled their cage, man. They, they, these folks walked off the political plantation and, and were pro-Trump, and they can't let that happen again. You know, so, you know, these are ridiculous times, and uh, just ridiculous and surreal times. 
where people don't question anything but here's anymore. Here's the danger of it, and I, I mentioned a book a couple of days ago, Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham. I hope everybody reads it because he, he addresses specifically CRT, critical race theory, that is being taught to kids. So right. forget about people our age, Sean, okay, and my neighbors that I just mentioned. Forget that because their futures, their, their world, their life is already set, right? No, but when you're telling little kids in school every day, you know what, honey, you're a victim. The white man is holding you down. The white man's holding you back. He is responsible for the fact you you can't get anywhere in life. And you know who's going to help you? Ron Nirenberg and 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 Matthew McConaughey when he's elected, and <laughs> Beto O'Rourke when he's elected, and all these guys—they're the ones that are going to help you, baby. You you're going to need them to pull you up. You're going to need the reparations. Number one, okay, we're going to get you reparations. We're going to get you health care. We're going to take care of all that. We're going to get you free college. We're going to make sure that's all done. Get your free car, all these things we're going to do for you, because you know why the system is totally racist against you, and there's no way you're going to get ahead. You can't, you can't it's go a get that nice thing car. To tell, tell little kids, it's a horrible. But that's what they're doing. That's what critical kids. race theory says. Oh, that's yeah. what CRT says. Yeah, if you, if you swapped out uh, evil white people for evil Jews, it would uh, read just like something they teach in a Hitler youth class. <laughs> Let's be honest. So uh, you know that's where that, that they're, they're right. They're indoctrinating the young kids, and that's the that's uh, that's something that's uh, when they say math is racist. Higher. Well, when you say math is racist, <laughs> come on, you've lost your stinking mind. When you say sheet music is racist, you've lost right. your stinking mind. Man. Right. We had that story yeah. too. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. And they're teaching kids that. So whatever they're taught. They grow up within their heads. Well, I'm a victim. I can't do anything. I don't, you know, and that's why the government is here to make sure that I'm taken care of. The next step is reparations, and we're talking about corporate reparations on top of reparations from uh, from the government. You're going to pay a tax. You're going to pay a reparation tax. You're going to go to a kiosk somewhere. And yeah, that's what your I said. Uh, reparation kiosk, where you just run yeah. your card. Okay, there you go. <laughs> exactly right. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back more. We're right on the other side. So Stevens Roofing sees. Stevens Roofing is here for you and your family for years to come. They have been. They've always been your local family uh, run and operated roofing company, and they always will take care of you and your family. I had them do work here many, many years ago, uh, and it wasn't on the roof. The roof has been fine, and they've told me that several times, even though I've tried to tell them, put a roof on this thing, and they're like, we don't need to. Your roof is fine. Okay, well, I'd win last night. Well, it wasn't enough to hurt it. But I did have a chimney issue. I don't know the technical name of the bird but we all know him as a woodpecker, right? And boom, 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 had been hitting the wood up there and split a couple of pieces. Well, Stevens came out. They climbed up there, put new wood on it, new siding. It's concrete now, so <laughs> they ain't going there's no woodpecker going to break through that, and they painted it to match the house. It looks great. Stevens did all that. Man, they build these awning deals, too, over, you know, like if you want a little awning over something, they do that, too. I mean, all that kind of stuff they do when it comes to your roofing. They do it all, and Stevens will do it with a great price for you. In fact, they're never going to charge you for their um, for their inspection. It's a free roof inspection and they're not sending out a commission salesperson either. So check them out. Stevens Roofing. They have your family covered at 210-78. The congresswoman has provided further clarification of her own remarks and I would certainly point you to that. Um, on the other side, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, you know, more on this. And we want to talk a little bit about the uh, $1 trillion families plan that Joe Biden unveiled uh, yesterday. Basically, Sean, he's just going to pay more money to people to sit on the couch and not do anything. So I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you pay those high taxes when you're not making any money, but okay. And uh, he's also announcing that he wants to cut nicotine in cigarettes to make them non-addictive and push more potent marijuana at the same time so we'll try we'll try to we'll try i'm, to I'm torn too. It's a <laughs> <laughs> um what a quandary it's, it's an i'm in <laughs> it's an interesting dichotomy he's he's uh looking at right now forcing cigarette makers to reduce the nicotine so they're not addictive at all but also help the uh marijuana manufacturers make a more potent version of marijuana so uh. Like I said, I'm a little divided on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know why the cigarette thing is necessary. I think I'm the only person left smoking cigarettes on planet Earth. I mean, uh, the rates go down. Every, the rates go down every year. Naturally, fewer and fewer people are smoking cigarettes. Fifteen percent. So it's really not. It's really kind of pointless. 
the marijuana yeah. thing. I don't know. Is he is he is he not getting good weed? I mean, uh, but... I don't know. In 1954, in 1954, 45% of Americans smoked. In 2019, that number was down to 15%. Yep. So what's the eight weeks? The judge is going to preside over the sentencing in eight weeks' time. He faces forty years because in Minnesota law he can only serve on the first charge. Chances are, according to experts up there, because he doesn't have a criminal background that anybody knows of, it's gonna be about twelve and a half years. And that's got to be, Sean, it's got to be 12 and a half years in isolation. I can't imagine they're going to take him and dump him in general pop and go, here you go, have fun, enjoy no, this. No way. No way, man. No, you can't put that guy in the He wouldn't last a day in the general population. I mean, Ten I've minutes. never been to prison, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, I've heard things <laughs> that, you know, a cop, in, any cop is in danger in the general population. You this got cop, especially... No, you you gotta you gotta keep him away from everybody, man. You know that's uh, there's just no other way. He wouldn't make it. He wouldn't make yeah. it. Well, and what's interesting about that is, you know, Rashida Tlaib said uh, last week, we need to get rid of all police and we need to get rid of all yeah. prisons, no more right. incarceration in America. And then some BLM heads were saying last night, we agree with Rashida Tlaib. Let's you know, close down all the prisons except the one he's in. Right. Okay. I was going to say, you know, that means he gets out, too, right? <laughs> All right, then. They're such, okay. It's so moronic, man. The whole thing is just so moronic. Yeah. Get rid of all, open up all the prisons and get rid of all the police. You know, they're like children saying these things, man. They don't sound like grown-ass adults. These are, these are, these are, these are childish ideas. You know, I mean, AOC, wasn't she going off on some stuff? You know, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough, and we got to She sure did. rid of the cops and all that stuff. And You know, uh-huh. again, systemic, 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 systemic. And uh, uh, the people who are the system are the ones telling us this. So I don't know, man. I don't know where this country's go- what this country's going to look like in six months, but it's, you know, really disturbing and weird right now, so... And this, yeah. you're right. We got eight weeks. It's going to be a whole nother round of of fun in the streets once we get close to sentencing. And you know it. You know. It, 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 in other words, this isn't over. Uh. Uh-uh. They they got to send well, him away forever, man. Or they're going to take right. They're going to go right back to the streets and start setting crap on fire. And well, you know it. We all know. There it. were some BLM people tweeting last night. They don't have the death penalty in Minnesota, but they want it to be. They want to make an exception in this case and hang him. <laughs> So, no, seriously, they were saying that last night. And I'm thinking, okay, that's not how the system works. But but the system is breaking down. We're watching the system break down. Now, let's talk about this whole systemic racism a bit for just a minute again. Because the guy, I believe, who's actually running the show, Barack Obama, he's got his, his uh, crash test dummy in front of him that he's shooting out there every once in a while. Uh, but Barack's actually pulling the strings, along with Susan Rice, along with Valerie Jarrett, along with Michelle, these people. So Barack and Michelle put out a joint statement. says, we know the true justice is about much more than a single verdict and a single trial. True justice requires that we come to terms with the facts that black, America, uh, black Americans are treated differently every day. While today's verdict may have been a necessary step in the road to progress, it's far from sufficient. They're calling for reforming the criminal justice system and expanding economic opportunities. Now, that's what we say when we say the system is racist. We've got to expand economic opportunities through things like reparations. So he said that, and now comes Joe and Kamala out to the camera, and Joe's got the big screen TV in front of him. Now, I want you to work past the fact that his slurring of his words is getting far worse. It's impossible to listen to him and not realize, it, I mean, if you're objective, right? If you're a hack, then you're never going to hear this. But it's impossible to listen to him or Pelosi and not hear the fact that something else is going on in their brains because they're slurring their words. But I want you to look past that for a minute and listen to what he says about knees on the neck and systemic racism, and we'll come back. And I've got some practical ways that they are changing things right before our eyes. Roll it, Chris. There's systemic racism is a stain on our nation's soul. The knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Okay, leave it there. Now, quickly, Sean, 
AOC, as you just mentioned, said this is not a resolution. We've got to totally change the entire system. So, in that light, knowing what Barack said, knowing what Joe said, knowing what Kamala and AOC said, the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, said yesterday, I I have the opportunity now to lead a Justice Department in pursuit of civil rights, saying he's going to transform the Justice Department of the United States into a civil rights Justice Department. (laughs) Antony Blinken, who is the U.S. Secretary of State, has said that Joe Biden has instructed him and all other departments to put climate change and racism at the center of every policy decision at every single level of our government. And he said, the climate crisis is racist. Climate change hits poor communities the worst and the hardest, Uh, he said, uh, adding that addressing the issue offers one of the most powerful tools we have to fight inequity and systemic racism because the systemic racism comes out of the climate crisis. So... So, we, we won't leave those Americans behind. He said, we understand that Joe Biden's uh, response to the, uh, to the climate crisis is going to hit workers in America, but that's okay. We are going to take care of them and pay them, and they're doing that. He said that we need to get the climate crisis under control because global warming and the climate crisis and climate change is racist. So that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're taking over policing. They're federalizing policing. They're changing the Justice Department to a civil rights Justice Department. And they're changing the Secretary of State, who works with foreign leaders, to deal with the climate crisis. That's his primary concern because it's racist, because the climate's racist. He's the face and voice of American policy around the world. So no matter what, who he's talking to and what, whatever they're talking about, is he just going to redirect every conversation he has diplomatically? Like, hey, but let's talk about this racist climate stuff, okay? Let's That's get on point said. here. You know, That's what he it, said. I don't even know what any of this stuff means. I mean, the only, I mean physically, what, what are they talking about doing? You know, how do you inject racist climate change into every issue and every layer of government? How do you actually do that? What does that actually mean? You know, I, I can only say, and I think you touched on it earlier, it's some kind of reparations. That's really what's at, what's, what's at play here. Uh, and and meanwhile. Uh, you're you're going to be reforming the government into more of a fascist state because if climate if racist climate change is uh, is at the heart of everything the the federal government does in some way shape or form you know what the green new deal is all about it's about taking away uh, your ability to make choices for yourself and your life what kind of house you live in what kind of car you drive if you drive a car at all. Uh, you know, they can, they can fold this into everything, where your kids go to school, you know, what, what, what you eat, what your health decisions are. They can take over anything and everything based upon that sack of jive called climate racism or climate justice or whatever they're, whatever they're actually calling it. But it's a lot of gibberish. It's really just about redistributing wealth to a certain extent and Correct. reforming the government into be into the center, the central focus of everybody's stinking life in this country. Correct. That's Correct. Exactly what they're doing. And you know, the only, the people, the only people who can't see it are people who are choosing not to see it or who are true, you know, idiots. I mean, that's really, I don't know how else to put it. You know, that's really what's going on. You're either choosing not to see this or you're an idiot who believes this is all great because the, the right person told you it is, you know. Racist climate. The, the, the weather patterns of a, what are we, four billion years old, this planet, or is it seven? I'm not sure. You know, we're billions of years old. You're telling me that the, the, the weather patterns of this planet are in and of themselves racist. You know, that's ridiculous, man. It doesn't make any freaking sense. But what it is, it's going back to that original thought that we were talking about last hour with critical race theory, where the entire system 
is racist, right? And that's what they're teaching kids in school right now. Like math is racist and the the system is racist and all that. And now even the climate is racist. And what it is, Sean, it, it's not only creating the fascist state that you're talking about and taking away choices. All of that is true, right? You You don't live in a free country. We don't live in a free country right now. This country is not free. It is not. You cannot decide what kind of car you want to drive, ultimately. You cannot make decisions for yourself right now, ultimately. They've already usurped, and you've heard me say it a million times, this Constitution right here, they flipped it upside down. It doesn't describe your rights and freedoms. When the Constitution was written, the Constitution was written to restrain the government. Right now, they've flipped it upside down. It's become a list of privileges the government issues to you, and if the government issue, issues, though, they, they can take it away. Right. But here's the bottom line to what they're doing and this is an insidious plan but they're all about it and they're doing it one party one system in america there won't be any political opposition so they're teaching kids right now that number one the entire system is racist you need us the democrats the climate is even stacked against you so you need us the democrats because we're fighting climate change you need us as a democrat party you don't need any other parties you don't need any other political people all you need is us because we're taking care of you you're you're a victim, and we're taking care of you. That's what's, you know, that's what this is about. You know what's interesting, and it just popped into my head? This system is going to be systemically racist. It is becoming it is. systemically racist. Absolutely. But uh, it's racist against, sorry, honkies. <laughs> we are guilty. We voted for Trump. We're awful. We have too much money. We don't realize our own privilege. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's becoming a systemically, it, or it's becoming systemically racist. Uh, and, and, and that's uh, a very subtle change in a sense that people really aren't picking up on. In that a lot of this system is, and I know that because I'm saying this, I'm, you know, I'm a racist for saying You're a racist. You know, yeah, you are. You know, yep. I'm, I, I'm, I'm missing my blind spots and all that happy crap. But that's really what's going on. Right, you know, it is becoming systemically racist against white people and whiteness and white privilege and blah 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 blah, you know, and uh, it's it, it's it's surreal to watch it happen. You know, I thought well, we were supposed to be getting beyond all this. Right, that's one of the reasons they want us fighting amongst each other, and they're the ones who are doing it. We're not doing it. You know, the people who are living out here, we're not fighting amongst not each fighting other. We're, we're coexisting just fine. And I'm not going to fight anybody based on skin color. What a stupid reason to fight somebody. Because of skin color? That's dumb. That's just well, it's stupid. Just, I, that's what I've always said. Racism itself is a stupid idea. It's just it's, stupid. It's not it's even just worthy stupid. of contemplation on any level. Right. You know? but, but what uh, they want to do is create a whole generation and succeeding generations of victims and the only answer to your victimhood is the Democrat Party. That's what it's all about. It's about the ultimate power and control of one party in the United States. And it's coming, baby. I mean, you know, it's, oh, it's already for here. all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, quick break. Car Zeus will buy your car or your truck, and they're happy to do so today if you want, if today is your day to sell it. You just log on to Carzeus, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S dot com, Carzeus dot com, and they'll send you a no obligation free offer on your vehicle. That's right, no obligation. You're under no obligation to accept this offer whatsoever. It's not going to cost you anything to get the offer. So what do you have to lose? Absolutely zero to lose, right? What do you have to gain? Well, your life back because you're not going to have to run around and try to sell your own vehicle. Carzeus at Carzeus.com will take it off your hands. So log on today, fill out the form, upload a couple of pictures. They send you back the offer. If you like the offer, they'll take it off your hands today. But if you don't like the offer or you just want to wait, you know, and do something else, hey, look, no problem, no pressure, no stress, no fuss. That's carzeus.com. Well, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni are presenting Serving Those Who Serve. Now, you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to ktsa.com to enter. It's presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. Your AccuWeather forecast, cool and breezy this morning, 72 later on today. Today. Tomorrow, clouds going to be around and 69, slight chance of a shower. Friday, rain and storms are possible. Not everywhere, but they are possible to happen in our area on Friday. looks pretty, well, it's now been bumped up to about a 60% chance. There you go, 85. But the weekend clears out. Going to be sunny, mid to up. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, the president supports leaving decisions regarding legalization for recreational use up to the states. Okay, right on. Yes, and leave it to the states, leave it to the cities. So it's Warren Rima, 824 KTSA. Sean, something that's in your wheelhouse that you know quite a bit about, private jets. <laughs> like what the stars fly around. Right. I, I have one myself, you know, that I uh, okay. take to the real country. <laughs> so that one that uh, Al Sharpton rides around in, it's his private jet. How much do you think that, how much is that worth? Oh, I don't know, but it's got to be a lot. <laughs> I don't know what your average private jet costs, but. The a- the average, well, it depends on what it is and the name brand and all that, but just, just entry levels between three and four million. Entry level. Okay. <laughs> Right, I mean, right. They could get all you know. Straits Bombardiers, probably. I don't know. Well, 50, I mean, he, million, he, probably, probably fight 50, racism is uh, fighting racism has been good for Al. He's he's you know he's done well for himself uh, as a result of fighting evil. Well, you know what devil. I thought when I first of all I saw him yesterday there, and how disgusting to see him there. Right, right. He's a race baiter and always has been a race baiter. But I'm watching him walk to that private jet, and I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how much of his tax debt could be settled if you sell off that jet. <laughs> That's so racist. How dare you? How dare well, you say such a racist and hateful thing about did, the reverend Didn't mention Al. his skin color one little bit. Didn't mention you know, his skin color one little bit. Because he, yeah, you know, he has some problem, problem pick, problem, uh, problems paying his taxes, apparently. Oh, did he? We've known, oh, him, known about he? that for several years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's such a joke. And, and remember, remember back in the 80s when everybody knew him as a drug dealer and sort of as a thug, and he'd sure. kind of roll around in his athletic wear, and he had that ridiculous uh, hair, and there was all his allegations of uh, hey, cocaine, Tawana, selling Tawana's, cocaine. Tawana's, Tawana's the only name you need to associate with him, right? Right, right. You know, remember that? He, I Yeah, you know, and, and, and to see this guy go from being – that in the 80s to the civil rights icon now getting on his private jet yeah. is just laughable, man. It really is. It's laughable. Well, that, that was the first thing I thought. You know, you see him walking along. He's got a cup of coffee in his hand. He's got that newspaper. You know, the whole cool, I'm a big executive guy, and I'm thinking, Blech. hey, now, if if you owed the IRS money and, and, and you done bought yourself a jet and you're walking <laughs> to your jet, you know there'll the be IRS. a guy in a, there'll be a guy with a suit and sunglasses on standing in front of that door saying, "Give me the keys." Be from the IRS. I, I certainly would be. <laughs> yes, you would. But he's Al Sharpton, so nah. you know he won't be hearing from anybody. It's racist to make him pay taxes. It really is. Oh, sure. It's so racist. Right, right, right. Double standard. Double standard. Double standard. <laughs> That's what that we live in an era of multiple standards. Isn't that convenient for folks? You can have as many you know, standards as you need, uh, just swap and mix depending on who you need to uh, who you need to impress on any given day. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, you're you're joking, I know, but there's truth in the joke, right? There always is. Oh, yeah. And so when you when you look at that, and we don't have time to tear this apart right now, but when you look at that, we don't know what the rules are anymore, do we? Does anybody Not know really. what the rules are? No. Does anybody know? Anybody? They change anybody every know? day. That's you right. Know. Exactly. Well, so, it's it's on a scale of not right and wrong anymore. It's what's okay and what's not okay, and the uh, the okayness of things changes on a on a daily basis, practically in this country, culturally, socially, politically, you know, and uh, and it's ever shifting because you and I gotta always be guilty. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, I'm thinking. So, if you don't know what the rules are, how do you know what you're supposed to do from day to day? See, that was the beauty of America. America wasn't a dictatorship at the whim of a king or a dictator or de fiera. America was a set of laws, right, and standards right. and rights that were granted by God. And so, we knew what the rules were from day to day. When we stepped on the field every morning, we knew that we had to make we had four chances to get ten yards down the road. And four chances to get another. Two. We knew what the rules were, and there were guys there in striped suits to make sure that we followed the rule book, right? And that was it. We knew what the rules were, and the rules didn't change based on what the league office sent down after every play. Okay, now you got to change the rule uh, on the right. next play, right? But well, that's, that's what they're doing a, now. That's how it's working now. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly. ever shifting. There, there's there, there's no. You know, look at it this way: what, 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 what? Uh, the gay, lesbian, questioning, non-binary community, transgendered, fluid, whatever the hell it is. 
Okay, uh, if you compare and contrast the basic agenda of that community now to what it was 20 or 25 years ago, they're at complete odds with each other. It's like feminism. Okay, what is considered feminism now uh, would be the antithesis of feminism, uh, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago. 100%. 100%. Because it, it, it's the same thing with rightness and wrongness. You know, it, again, it's been distilled into a, an idea of what's okay and what's not okay. And uh, if they don't like you uh, for whatever reasons, they'll just say that something about you is not okay. And uh, and that's how you get people canceled, by their not okayness, you know. And uh, it's it's bizarre because you can. You can just, you know, evolve that stuff on a daily basis depending on who you're going after. Yeah. So. Yep, true. All right, uh, bottom of the hour news break. Coming right back, more Warren Rhyme on the other side. You know, Alamo Water Softeners, they've got the best water softener built for your situation. How do I know that? Well, first of all, I was there at the beginning of this company, and I know their dedication to excellence. That's what the Townsend family's always been about. You know, Daddy Allen was always that way, dedication to excellence, taking care of people. That's how he and I became quick friends when he was over at Brand X. I bought one from him, and it just developed into a friendship. And when he told me about this, Alamo Water Softeners, and he was starting his own company. I was was all in, because I knew what kind of guy he was. And his kids are the same way. He raised them to be the same way. And now that they're in charge over there, I'm talking about Trevor and the crew, they are on top of making sure you have the best water softener for your home, bar none. It's made here in San Antonio. But also that you have the safest water in your home. They'll come over and do a complete water analysis. They're not sending over somebody on commission who's trying to sell you anything. They just want to make sure your water's good. If it is, they'll leave. But if it's not, they'll talk to you about filtration options that you have available. For all of your water needs, all of them, Alamo Water Softeners is the answer. Log on today. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. I'm just happy that we will have the opportunity to cement his legacy and hopefully the George Floyd Police Act will be passed. Well, everybody's asking the question. That's George Floyd's brother. Everybody's asking the question, did the jury get it right? Did Chauvin get a, a fair trial? Now, the Democrats, uh, obviously, they always don't want to let a good crisis go to waste. So their new thing is we need national standards for local police, which is the same as a national police force, because when you put standards on local police, then, then, then basically you are federalizing the police force when that was done in the 30s over in germany it didn't turn out all that well mr Ryman. it didn't work no. out all that well no no not really uh, you didn't really want the brown shirts knocking on your door and then of course they were replaced by the gestapo and mm-hmm. you know these were not uh, folks you wanted to see ever you know i mean uh, i uh, i had a idea. family member a family member who uh, was of the world war ii era and he said the the gestapo were just the worst people in the world man so you know hey Let's go ahead and federalize law enforcement here in America, man, and just uh. give, them black uni- give them those black uniforms and them pointy hats and <coughs> jack boots, you know, <laughs> riding well, crops. You know. <laughs> it, it's a really bad idea to federalize and put any federal laws on local police because there's no accountability. But beyond the fact that, you know, they're controlled in D.C. at that point, the fact is they're controlled in D.C. Right now, as it is, you have local sheriffs, you have local police departments, and they are accountable, are supposed to be accountable to the people in those areas if the people get off their butts and go out and, and do what they need to do. So, like Bill McManus, he works for you. You write yeah. his check, two, three, 300, 300 and something thousand dollars a year. You're paying it. So, if you don't like the job he's doing, you call your city council person, you call the city manager, you call the mayor, and you say, I don't like the job he's doing, and this is why, and blah, 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 and they have to respond. But if it's in D.C., who are you going to call? <laughs> who answers the phone up there right. <laughs> when you have a problem you with know, the police? Y- Nobody. Yeah, you have, you have no recourse, no voice in law enforcement and local law enforcement and how it operates. You know, but that's what they want. They 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 want to standardize, you know, certain uh, tactics and ban other kinds of tactics. Uh, and uh, a lot of it's arbitrary in a sense. But if you federalize it, they can make up their own rules. They can make up their own rules as far as law enforcement in this country. 
and who they go after and who they don't go. You want to talk about profiling? <laughs> yep. Yep. You, you get a federal police force, a federal law enforcement agency. That's it. That that's you know. It's not like the FBI. This this would be it. There'd be nothing else except this federal law enforcement force or whatever the hell. And you want to talk about profiling people? Oh my God! We know the government profile. We we know the, this this bunch of people have already profiled people and targeted people using sure. agencies of the government, the federal government, IRS. With the IRS. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what's the? Why would anybody think they wouldn't do it with a with their own you know law enforcement uh, uh, group? Come well, on, man. So, so that you don't think, folks, so that you don't think this is conspiratorial radio. Uh, you look it up for yourself. You heard them mention a number of times yesterday. It's time to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. You heard George Floyd's family during the press conference. If you watched it, talked about we need federal standards and a federal law to control local policing. You heard Al Sharpton saying it right there. Uh, you heard the people who were speaking. There from the families and the others, uh, Benjamin Crum and others who were saying we need federal standards, we need a federal law. It's called the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. Don't believe us. Look it up for yourself. Just go through it yourself. We're not going to go through it on the radio. You, you need to look it up yourself and see exactly what they're talking about doing. And you're talking about federal standards for police, which effectively, at that point, federalizes your SAPD, your Balcones Heights PD, your Alamo Heights PD. They will then be answerable to whoever it is, and I think it's Barack and Michelle and all those people up there. Right. going to be answering to them and not you. Think about that for a minute. That's where they're headed. Well, and and also consider that you know, depending on where you are politically or even by your skin color, uh, if you're if you're white or if you're conservative or if you're you know hell a straight Christian or whatever whoever whatever groups they don't like or want to get rid of, okay, Correct. they've already added you and me onto their domestic terrorist list. Okay, we've already been, I mean that that happened months ago. Uh, or uh, uh, when when Biden first got in, uh, uh, they up, they uh, uh, appended or uh, amended the the list of domestic terrorists and what are the who are the groups that we need to be worried about. This is in the first few days uh, of the after the, after the inauguration, and it was political groups. It was Proud Boys. It was uh, you know constitutionalists. Uh, it was America Firsters. So they've already determined that you and I and most of the folks listening to this station are are enemies, are domestic threats. So if you have a federalized law enforcement agency, who are they going to go after? <laughs> who are they? You don't think they're going to be targeting some of the groups that they've listed as domestic threats already? You know, of course they will. So, because uh, they've already said that certain ideologies and certain political beliefs are, are in and of themselves hate crimes or hateful language uh, or injurious to people of, of certain communities. So, that, yeah, they'll be profiling uh, all kinds of folks and kicking in your doors. So if you think that's a great idea, man, I don't know what you're smoking and what you're drinking, but it's not working for you. <laughs> and with a federal gun registry, it's not going to be good at all. Right. One other issue uh, to, to touch on briefly here, um, and, and, and I might, you know, we can, we can do this in the, in the last segment of the show, I guess. Just do kind of a, a mental uh, exercise, if you will, because I made a lot of notes, Sean, as I'm sure you did yesterday. I was listening to a lot of these experts, lawyers. I am, I'm not. I'm not an expert. I'm not a lawyer. But I just wrote down stuff that they were talking about that could be uh, on appeal, could happen with an appeal. Venue is an issue. The, the fact that they did not change venue, they had it right there in the hometown, and that was important because the jury pool came from the hometown. And as we've said, the mob up there, the mob across America had an influence on this. It was that's that's indisputable that the jury, as Tucker said last night, don't hurt us. You know, that was don't hurt us. We're going to give you all three (laughs) instead of just one convicting him on one count because you can't kill somebody three times. We're going to give you everything so you don't hurt us. Number two issue was sequester. Number three, of course, was Maxine Waters. Number four was the jury ID from the paper that sent out the information about the jurors. All those kind of things. And as I've said this morning, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot and you weren't talking about a white cop, then all these liberals on television and the ACLU and all, they would be screaming for mistrial and let's have the new, let's have the appeal right now, so on and so forth. So what happens? Just a mental exercise. If they have this appeal, 
and they're successful with this appeal, as the judge himself looked like he was saying it could be successful, just based on Maxine Waters stuff. And I'm not saying it's going to be overturned, but what if it's down to uh, manslaughter? What if it, what, what, what if they well, argue then it they down got more to nonsense, the they got more nonsense in the streets. There you go. They'll take to the streets to start burning there stuff, breaking stuff, beating people up. You know, the the mob has an influence now, and I and you may you know I made the distinction. We're not talking about mafiosi. We're talking about the mob in the streets, the people uh-huh. with the torches and the pitchforks. Okay, in a uh-huh. sense, right? Uh, they have an actual influence on our justice system. BLM has an actual influence now on the outcomes of criminal trials. Think about that. Uh, they they have an actual influence and an impact, and and our court system and our justice system was never supposed to allow for that, because uh, justice was supposed to be blind, but it's not anymore, and uh, right. it's decided in the streets before it even gets to a courtroom. So I'm I mean, not saying all that's going to happen, but right. if it, if they get it down to manslaughter and he serves a couple years on the manslaughter charge, well, I think it's oh man, I, I think manslaughter's ten, right? I think right, I in think. Minnesota. 10 so he could he, okay i was right he could do two or three on the manslaughter right. and be out oh man no Ooh. no that would there'd be craziness in the streets man if, uh, if uh, the appeal the appellate process knocks that down to manslaughter and you know it wow you know uh, they they would there folks are gonna go nuts they're still in the streets and they got what they wanted <laughs> yeah right Think about that man you know so, uh, yeah, strange days in America. Strange days in America. Where's well, it all going to end up? <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's, the, that's the bottom line right there. Nobody knows. We're, it's a very unknown, uncharted time. Okay, so uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More Warren Ryan. to wrap it up here in a minute with BSG. You know, their summer savings are great. Right now, their home security system includes a free video doorbell for as low as thirty nine ninety five, and that comes with video analytics. Now, what is that? Well, that's an industry term. Basically says you're in charge. You're in control. So y- you, are, uh, y- you can set your phone, your smartphone, to notify you of things that are going on out front when you want the notification and based on what's out front, right? So their smart doorbells from BSG can identify, well, that's a possum out front or that's a human being, right? So you want to know the difference because when a possum walks across the front or a dog walks across the front yard at 3 a.m., you don't want to be awakened for that. And, and right now, most doorbells will. The phone starts buzzing, and oh my God, what's going on? It's a dog out there. But with BSGs, no, it's only going to buzz you when it's a person. And how close are they to your house? And what are they doing out there? All those things. And it's touchless, too, by the way. So when they reach to ring the doorbell, they don't even have to touch it, right? And everybody likes that because of COVID and all that. Don't touch anything. So they just get within an inch or two of the doorbell. Boom, the doorbell goes off. Really cool, cool stuff. The best smart home stuff is right here at BSG in San Antonio with all the trust and integrity and highest value in the world. Be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you. BSG 210 